Welcome to the new Cat Chat, brought to you by Dr. Elsie's, the wonderful private company owned by Dr. Elsie, a feline-only veterinarian whose personal mission is to formulate litters that keep cats using the litter box, which keeps them in their loving homes. I'm Tracy Hotchner, the author of The Cat Bible, Everything Your Cat Expects You to Know. My mission is to entertain, educate, and inspire cat lovers like you to give their kitty cats the best possible life in nutrition, affection, and environmental enrichment. With Dr. Elsie's support, The Cat Chat Show brings you interviews with cat authors and experts, some old favorites, some new conversations, so you can better understand and appreciate your own feline family members. Dr. Elsie's is also the founding and continuing sponsor of My Cat Film Festival, short films from around the world that celebrate kitty cats. Here's some exciting news. Thanks to Dr. Elsie's, you can now see streaming versions of the Cat Film Festival for free on Amazon Prime and Tubi TV. Hope you enjoy listening and watching. I am here with Laura Moss, who started the most amazing website called AdventureCats.org, and now this book, Adventure Cats, Living Nine Lives to the Fullest, is a totally amazing look at things that amazing cats are doing with their people. But according to Laura, you too, if you have a certain color of cat, which we'll talk about, can do as well. Laura, it's so exciting to meet you. You have opened up such new vistas for the cats and the cat lovers of America. Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm so excited to be here and talk about the book. You're an outdoors person. I mean, it seems like as a journalist and a writer, your passion was the outdoors, and then your other passion was cats. And somehow you put the two together, and it seems, from what I can tell from the book, that you've inspired a lot of people to look at their cats in a completely different way in terms of the way that they can live with us, alongside us, and do some pretty extraordinary outdoor physical things with us. When did that moment turn between just your personal interests and passion and realizing that you could tap into a, a world of people out there? Uh, well, I've been a pet writer for several years, and I've gotten the opportunity to interview um, some of the more famous, I guess, adventure cat owners like Craig Armstrong and his cat Millie and Stephen Simmons and his cat Burma. And I just kept coming across more and more cats on social media who were walking on leashes and, you know, some were going on hikes and some were just lounging in the backyard. And I got very curious about if there was a trend here. And I started talking to um, more cat owners and vets and behaviorists and it turned out there was this whole community of people who were engaging with their cats in the outdoors. And I think adventure cats just came away to kind of bring them together. And um, I I'm sorry, go ahead. I wanted you to tell us a little about those two famous adventure cats, because I wasn't familiar with them, but I'd love to know who were the forerunners in the field. Um, Stephen Simmons is a veteran who, he was suffering um, from PTSD, and he started doing something called adventure therapy and spending a lot of time outdoors and hiking, and he one day came across a, a kitten that needed a home, and he took in Burma, but he was you know living out of his car at the time and traveling a lot. And so um, his cat and the dog, he has a shelter dog as well, just kind of adapted to that lifestyle and explore the great outdoors with him. And he says that spending time in nature as well as being able to bond with animals in this way really helped him overcome um, and worked as a, a type of therapy for him. And um, that, ma that makes sense. I mean, and I, and I guess that his personal journey, you'd think, well, that's just one individual in an unusual situation. But that isn't the case. Clearly, there's right. many other reasons for people to 
get a harness on their cat or a backpack and do things like mountain climbing and sailing and hiking and camping and it's, it's and surfboarding. It's it's amazing. Who was the other famous one? Um, that's a cat named Millie. He lives. Uh, she lives with her owner, Craig Armstrong, in Salt Lake City, and he adopted her as a kitten and started leash training her at a young age. And so she accompanies him on um, hiking trips and camping trips and all kinds of stuff. And she's just become um, part of this outdoors family that that he has. And it's very sweet the way when you talk to him, like the the bond that they have. It's very inspiring. And um, I think that. You know, when you start at a young age, a lot of cats can get comfortable in a harness. But one thing I tell everybody is, you know, it's not for every cat. Um, like my own cats, I leash trained when they were a bit older, and they love going outside. But, you know, just like when um, I'm indoors, my cats call the shots, same as outdoors. So they love <laughs> to explore my backyard. And my backyard's very wooded, and we have a little creek, and they think that's a great fun. And to them, that's a great big adventure as right, well. Right, But they're, you know, they're not going to be comfortable, you know, um, going out on a, like a park or a trail. And so I think you just have to know what's good for your cat because, you know, going outside is a great way for cats to get exercise and get mental stimulation, but only if they're comfortable in that environment. So um, for I, I just always want to make sure I tell people that because, you know, not all cats have to be outside. You can have indoor adventures as well. That's a really sweet way of putting it. And, in fact, there's a really wonderful section in the book on how to choose a harness. I love that you actually say brand names. I'm a big believer in saying the names of brands that you believe work, that you've seen work, because otherwise it's so confusing, the marketplace. But the idea that the harness should be introduced in a series of steps, which are very feline-friendly, slowly, get used to the smell, get used to the feel, get used to the sound, a lot of really great advice. But... But before the advice about equipment, talk about the green, orange, and purple cats that, that Dr. Emily Weiss came up with at ASPCA as a way to differentiate different cat personalities. I'd heard it before, but I didn't think that it mattered all that much. But clearly with adventure catting, it matters profoundly. So talk about how, how you see that division of colors and personalities working in terms of adventuring. Uh, the um, ASPCA has a great program called the Beat Your Match program, and it just helps to pair the right kind of cat with the right type of cat owner. Because some people, you know, that they if, you know, they have a lot of energy themselves, and they want to take on a cat that's really high energy and wants to play a lot. That's great. And then other people have a lifestyle where you know maybe they live in a smaller space, or they're not home as often. And they need a cat that's lower energy or more comfortable, right. spending more time alone. So. Um, for people who, you know, are interested in possibly taking their cats outdoors, if they're going to go to a shelter um, and adopt, which is the best way, um, just to talk to um, the, the shelter workers and to learn about the cat's personality. And so, like, the ASPCA breaks it down into, like, purple cats and orange cats and green cats, and um, they all have different personality characteristics. And um, for cats that are going to be more comfortable outside, often they're more, they're more valiant they're more comfortable in an unpredictable environment and they, you know, instead of, if they hear a loud noise, they might investigate instead of hide. Right. So I think that's just a good way to, to look at um, what would be a good match for your lifestyle. Um, but then there can be cats that surprise you. Like one of my cats who seems like the bravest kitty in the world, um, he likes to go out in the backyard, but, you know, he gets, he is easily startled so we don't venture far right. from home. Whereas, and I also have a friend who, um, who lives down the street and her cat, I rarely get to see because she's so skittish. But she loves to go outside, but she likes to go outside with her people. Like, you know, um, my friend and her husband take their cat out, and she's very happy, but she doesn't want anyone else to be there. So I think cats, <laughs> cats can surprise you. And, and, the, and the, the surfing cat, 
I mean, that's an amazing thing to look at it. What you have great, great photographs in the book. It's a, it's a workman press book, which I think sort of distinguishes it as a great looking book, you know, beautifully made, beautifully laid out, wonderful graphics, amazing photos. It's really a delight and a pleasure. It's an adventure in itself, really, to go through the book and see these situations in which people, you know, canyons and mountaintops, these cats are like totally chill with it. In fact, they're into it. And the ones that sail, and we know that cats historically have been on boats, you know, they aren't all landlubbers, but the idea that people would incorporate them in order to make them part of a lifestyle is something that I I think what you're, what you're, essence of of adventurecats.org and the book is to really look for ways to explore your cat's personality and see if your cat wants to explore the world. I mean, you are hoping to encourage that responsibly in people, right? Not to force it, obviously, on a cat who's like, no, thank you. I'm good here. Right, right. It's all about enhancing a cat's life. And I think there's going to be, not, not every cat wants to be outdoors. And adventuring isn't for every cat. In fact, you know, it's probably not for most cats. But I think it's levels of adventure. So if your cat doesn't want to go outside, that's fine. There's so many great ways you can, you know, engage with your cat indoors and bring out his personality. Or you may have a cat who's happy in a catio or a stroller. And, like, my own cats love the backyard, but they don't want to go hiking with me. And I think it's very much looking at ways, what your cat's comfortable with and not pushing your cat outside that comfort zone, but allowing your cat to to engage with you in new ways. I've had people tell me for years, oh, your cats are different because they have this personality. And every right. personality. Right, you know, yes. Are you playing with your cat? Are you enhancing their environment indoors and out? Are you giving them opportunities to, to play with you? That's a really good point. Yeah, it is almost offensive to all the other cats when someone says, yeah, your cat really shines and has a personality and it's like well because you've encouraged it you've interacted you've you've given opportunities which many of us just have were never told that that's what you needed to do to enrich a cat's life talk about the guy that has this darling looking i don't know if it's a rag doll or what that goes around in his backpack it's got the cutest little face it looks like the most indoor kind of cat like some kind of a purebred be on the back of the sofa cat and he's you know, he's hiking in some mountain in the guy's backpack. This happens not infrequently, right? Um, I, I, I think you're talking about the Persian Floyd, Floyd the Lion. Yes. He's a, um, he's a cat in Boulder, Colorado, and he's, it's really funny. He, had a, he has a, a sibling who um, is very shy. When I went to speak with them, the cat hid the whole time, whereas Floyd is uh, often described as having very dog-like him. Characteristics because yes. he runs up to meet you. He wags his tail, and like plenty of cats, um, like my own cats, it's funny. Like you know, we go out, we walk around the backyard, and to them, an adventure is like lying in the sun. Whereas with Floyd, like he gets on his leash and he will literally drag you down the street. Wow, you know, it's very much like walking a dog. And so um, they're, they're very, very different like that. But yes, Floyd has gone on some really incredible adventures around Colorado and Utah. And, you know, you could tell he's enjoying himself. He's having a great time. And, you know, he's, he's scared of nothing. You know, he's a very fearless feline. <laughs> I love the word valiant. And I don't know if that's a word that came from the ASPCA color coding of cat personalities. But instead of saying brave, which would then indicate that the other cats would be scaredy cats, you know, valiant is such a wonderful word. It, it doesn't have any negative connotations. And there's not even a flip side to valiant, right? Right, because I think it's less about not being afraid that, like, you know, scary things can happen or, you know, there can be a loud noise or a new sight or a new scent. 
but it, it's just not cowering from that, but being willing to investigate it, not necessarily being um, being brave all the time. Because no, no one's brave all the time. Right. Part of the reason we we started the website Adventure Cats was because I had gotten this. Um, I was a pet writer for several years, and I got a press release um, from PetSmart Charities about how. They've done the survey, and about 50% of Americans like buy into this very negative stereotype of crazy cat ladies, and the idea that you know cats are associated with a lot of really negative adjectives, like being moody and and aloof, and the idea that like you know people could think like maybe I don't want to adopt a cat because I I don't want to be seen as a crazy cat lady, or you know maybe I'm a more dog person because I'm more sociable. But, I mean, cats can be sociable animals, too. I mean, cats aren't dogs, and I think that if you try to walk many cats on a leash, you're going you're gonna to realize <laughs> that. But the idea that, I mean, I think cats aren't what you expect, and so I hope that, you know, we inspire people to consider adopting cats. We inspire people to play with their cats indoors and out and just, you know, bring out that personality and, and just kind of change people's minds about what it is to be a cat and what it is to be a cat person. And and the and the book definitely does that. I mean, I think one of the ways in which your sensitivity to the individuality of cats and to the not coloring them all with the same brush is the the conversation or the chapters about equipment and in particular harnesses because a collar on a cat is not the way to walk them. It needs to be a harness. But you talk about the many different styles and types. The kitty holster, which I first saw at a pet conference or convention was developed by a woman, I don't know if you know this, but it was really a chicken holster. Do you know that? She started out as, yes, a pet chicken woman. The woman who invented or developed the kitty holster, which is almost like a little jacket that goes on the cat and then the leash attaches to it, that was originally a chicken holster. And it was for people, you know, you think, you think we're going out into the, into the stratosphere with walking cats. No, these are people who have chickens that they walk and chickens that they have as pets. And having this jacket on the chicken allowed you to walk it on a leash and have it not flap away or something. So that's one. But then you bring up something really interesting, the sound of Velcro. Talk a little bit about these sensitivities which could make you think, oh, God, my cat won't allow me to put on a harness or this brand of harness or this kind. Oh, it doesn't want to do this. Oh, I don't want to cause the cat stress. But really, it may have been, as you say in the book, putting it over their head, that style was uncomfortable. So talk a little bit about these different quirky reactions of cats to equipment, and it doesn't mean your cat doesn't want to do it, maybe just not with that piece of equipment. Right. There's a, there's a variety of harnesses out there, and right now, you know, there's, a, there's more variety, um, obviously, for dogs. And so with, with my own cats, when we um, first leash trained them on many years before Adventure Cats existed, we, we got um, a kitty holster for one of my cats, and one of my cats was scared of the sound the Velcro would make when it attached. Yes. So we tried a different harness that went over the head. And my cat, one of my other cat, didn't like that one because he didn't have. He had to put it on over his head, and he didn't. He didn't care for that. So now, like they each have their own different type of harness that they're comfortable in. And for um, you know, some cats like hearing new noises can be very scary. So it's a matter of getting them used to the sound of the Velcro or the buckle. And then, you know, I, I've interviewed some pet owners who were like, oh, I, I put a harness on my adult cat and we went on a walk and it was no big deal. And my cats were not like that. It was a slow process and we, you know, we would let them eat treats off the harness first so they got comfortable, right. you know. Because with cats, it's all about creating a very positive association. 
so, you know, that means food, like smelly, delicious food if you have it. Right. And so, you know, we would give them, let them eat off of the harness or we'd put the harness next to their food dish when they ate. So they always associate it with something positive. And we did all the harness training indoors, very slowly putting the harness on and feeding them treats. And then after they were comfortable with that, we would then buckle it and feed them more treats. And, you know, making sure the cat's comfortable and in like a, a tight-fitting harness indoors before you ever venture outside. And um, that reminds me of one thing that's very important is that, you know, once your cat is leash trained and you want to go outside, um, you know, start somewhere close to home and always carry your cat outside because you don't want your cat right. to be used to walking out on his own because then your cat might walk out one day when he's not wearing a harness and leash. So it's just That's, a really, really important safety tip I always want to emphasize. It's a really good tip. It's sort of like walk them over the threshold. It's almost like right. dogs that have an electric fence. You would never ask them to go through the opening that you know doesn't have the electrification, but why would the dog know the difference? And if you let them walk over that place, then they'll try another place, um, and and then they'll be in trouble, or they'll try that place repeatedly. And the and the door sill is something you should be carried over as a cat. At one point, you talked about a cat or cats in general maybe getting tired on a walk, and it's just you know they're not long distance. It's not really what they're built for. Not built for, to do a ten or twelve mile hike. But at that point, you can put some cats on your shoulder or in a backpack, right? Right, yes. I mean, I think with, you know, a lot, one thing that, you know, people have to understand is that, you know, while some cats might walk on a leash like a dog, most cats aren't interested in that. So, right. you're, you know, your adventures are going to be lounging around in a sun puddle or something like that. But if, you know, you have a cat that's comfortable outside who wants to go on a walk and, and you go on a hike, you know, have a cat that's comfortable being picked up or being held or sitting on your shoulders or getting like a pet backpack. And there's a lot of ones out there um, that are designed for small dogs. A lot of cat owners I've talked to tell me they like the Outward Hound uh, backpacks. Right. And so, I mean, that's just a great idea because you know, your cat doesn't want to hike for a long time. Or, you know, if you go outside and you, you realize your cat's not comfortable, you can, you know, have a safe place to retreat to. So I think that that all in all, what's great about the book is it mentions specific products, carriers and harnesses and strollers and leashes. And that's really important. And then people have to, if any, if they're lucky, and go to a pet store and kind of try out some of them. You don't want to buy it and find out that's what your cat hated. But I do think that it's just a wonderful book. It's an inspiration, and it gives it gives people the confidence and the the motivation to start small and then think big and think as big as your cat will let you. It's 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 wonderful what you've devoted this to, Laura. I think it really it's going to liberate. You know, even if it's 10 or 20% of the cat population into a lifestyle that nobody would have ever offered them before. And other kitties can have fun in the backyard on a harness and think that's like the most thrilling thing that ever happened. Whatever it is, oh, yeah. it keeps it, it keeps them safe and it, and it strengthens the human's bond with them and, and just makes us all admire each other more. So thank you so much for, for, for this devotional work of yours and for this wonderful book. It's so enjoyable. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you for thank you for your kind words and, and for having me today. It's a great pleasure. Keep up adventure catting. Send more photos as they come in. We'll we'll post them and, and let all of our followers see the fun you guys are having, okay? All right, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. I hope this conversation has deepened your understanding and affection for cats everywhere. 
It's been brought to you by Dr. Elsie's, which has broken new ground by creating a healthy, dry, and canned food for kitties called Clean Protein, which is inspired by the protein levels found in a cat's natural prey. So your cat's appetite is satisfied longer without compromising her health. This is the first dry cat food I believe can be a healthy choice if you want to feed dry food to your cat, even as part of her diet. Although I recommend that canned food should always be your cat's primary diet. Feel free to reach out to me with questions or comments to radiopetlady at gmail.com. Now pop over to Amazon Prime or Tubi TV where you can watch streaming versions of the Cat Film Festival for free. Also thanks to Dr. Elsie's.